You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm just really nervous. I'm meeting Ryan's dad. The guy hasn't seen a woman in eight years. I think he'll like you. Well, it's not about that. I mean, of course he's going to like me. It's just my first real Ryan situation. Everything else has been all French husbands and slutty aliens. Excuse me? It's like the first major test of our relationship, and I just... I really want him to see that I can be there for the serious stuff, too. Oh. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> it's the fucking worst. We should just have a podcast gong. Gong. That's the gong. Let We're you back. know the games are here. <laughs> We're beginning. Welcome back to Let's Talk OC, an OC podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Liz. And this week we're discussing season four, episode nine, The My Two Dads. <laughs> the title just gets me every time. Original air date, January 4th, 2007. We are now officially in 2007. Oh. We, this show ended in, in February. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It ends in February and we're already in now in January. Only four ish mm-hmm. plus weeks. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. We're also in the final year, as I do in quotes, of the OC because it ended in 2007, right. as we just said. So the end is, it's a coming. It is. We have time, but we have time. You know, just say it. This episode is written by Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage, directed by Michael Schultz. Neither Seth or Summer actually want to get married, but it is now a game to see which one will call it off first. Ryan's biological father wants to reconcile with Ryan, but Sandy remains cautious. Yeah, the my two dads. The my two dads. (laughs) Sandy versus Frank. That's right. This week's Scoop of the Week brought to you by Del underscore Vasto on Instagram. Our buddy Mike, he says, the Scoop of the Week is Butterscotch Ripple. Oh, I picked this flavor because of the wavy lines or ripple of the butterscotch in the vanilla ice cream symbolizes Frank coming back into Ryan's life. Mm. It seemed like Ryan's life was starting to become smooth again, the vanilla ice cream. He dealt with the loss of Marissa and was starting to get his life back on track, starting a new relationship, going to Berkeley in the fall, and then an event happened yet again for him that caused a disruption in his life, just like the waves and ripple of the surface of water. Another ripple effect that is occurring is between Seth and Summer. This rushed, mistaken proposal now leaves both of them trying to smoke the other one out so they don't look like the bad person. I also picked this because it's my dad's favorite flavor. This episode mostly revolved around Ryan's dad, so I wanted to pick a dad flavor. Oh, that's sweet. That's really sweet. I don't know if I've ever had butterscotch ripple. I don't think I have either. It wouldn't be something I would pick out of like a lineup. Yeah, probably for me. But I dig it. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. As always. What do you think of this episode? Did you cry? Because I cried a lot. I cried, yes. The family moment at the end, that got me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even just when I watched the intro, mm-hmm. and I I love, the, the theme is just, uh, we always talk about this, it's just so perfect. Yeah. And I watch it, and it brings me back to, like, high school, and I'm like, oh. I just love I just you love pumped, the right? intro. It gets me so pumped. I just love it so much. So just that alone puts me in a good mood. And just then seeing the characters and their development. I have to be honest, the Seth Elmer shit, O-M-G. And you're going to have words? I, yeah. 
but I'll be I'll be nice. I'll be my best behavior. <laughs> so I watched this episode Friday morning before work because now I've re I've reworked the way I manage my life. Right? Yeah, we have to do that. We have to do that. But this episode put me in such a good mood. Yeah, and I realized anytime there is Sandy Ryan moments, I'm gonna <sighs> cry. I'm just, oh my god when he says you're my dad or oh so sweet. I can't wait to talk about yeah, those yeah. those moments. Okay, so the episode opens. It's morning in the Roberts Coupa Casa, and Summer is looking at her ring. The The eyeball. The eyeball (laughs) ring. Something. Taylor is making her New Year's resolutions. She wants to stop smooching off other families, get a job, and take calcium. That's great. Calcium is very important. Yes. And getting a job is important. Yeah, all the things she should do. All good things. Summer adds that she should add planning her wedding to the list. Yep. (sighs) Drop the bomb. Nice and early in the morning. I'm already rolling my eyes. <laughs> yep, I know. I know. I'm trying. I won't. I'll mm-hmm. table it. Summer says that she can't break off the wedding because Seth was so sincere when he proposed to her. Yeah. Taylor, she still advises that she should tell Steph how she feels, but Summer isn't into that idea. And simultaneously, we go to the Cohen's house and Seth is in his room. Ryan comes to see what he's up to. And Seth is sick of being engaged. <laughs> Seth is in his robe. Summer is in her mm-hmm. robe. Summer's talking to Taylor. Seth is talking to Ryan. And so Ryan suggests to tell Summer the truth. Tell her how you feel. And he's like, I can't take it back. She will now own me for life if I own up to And that. she was elated to say yes. Right. So neither of them want to hurt each other, which I understand. But yeah, like know your audience. I like how Ryan handled it because at this point they're in the kitchen talking and Ryan's like, you know who I'd love to hear about this? Sandy and (laughs) Kirsten. He's like, oh, in a pregnancy scare? They would love to know about that. (laughs) So they all head to the pier, all four of them. Southamer goes off to talk and Ryan and Taylor are watching from a distance. And you can actually tell that Maybe you're trying to see if there's progress being made in their discussion. Yeah. Hard to tell, though. And you know what it reminded me of? This is so... I don't know why we have to consistently... Well, me, consistently bring friends up. But the episode where Phoebe and Chandler want to break up with their significant others and Phoebe's, like, hugging. And then Chandler's like, what did you say? She's like, I don't know. I just, like, I broke up with him. And it was just the way that they said it. There was no talking. You couldn't hear what they were saying. It was just really funny. Yeah. At this point, Taylor and Ryan discuss how Seth doesn't actually want to get married and Summer doesn't want to actually get married. Right. The two besties. You guys can say something here. Yeah, but they're like, oh, well, we know how this is going to go because it's Seth and Summer. Yeah. So they come on back and they're looking at each other and Seth asks Ryan, hey, what do you feel about being my uh, best man? man?" (laughs) And Summer's like, Taylor, maid of honor. And it's a damn mess. (sighs) And they all know that this is going to be bad yep. and that summer is no chicken and pretty much they have to smoke each other out. This is now the plan. <sighs> See, I would have been more okay with them both not maybe wanting to hurt each other's feelings. But now it's like, let's smoke the other person out. Like it's now a it's a continual game and we just keep further going into it more. And I'm like, okay, but enough to, with this. To me also, they're men for each other yeah totally they're exactly the same in the thinking Mm -hmm. of she's just as fired up petty immature as he is yeah they they one of them has to win well they both have to win right meanwhile sandy meets with frank at the pier and julie and kirsten meet at work so we have another one of those simultaneous Mm -hmm. scenes they do that that a lot this season yeah 
Frank tells Sandy why he's using a fake name and that he's changed and the system does work. He wants Sandy's blessing to go through with seeing Ryan and that he got out of jail six months ago. Julie, she fills Kirsten in on at work, which I was like, good for you, Julie. Yeah. And that she tells Frank, she tells her that Frank has actually changed. Yeah, because it would suck if Kirst- if Sandy and Julie and Frank knew everything and then Kirsten's like, wait, what's happening? I know, right? <laughs> I could have seen it going that way, but I'm glad that Julie did tell her. But also, like, who's to say Frank said don't tell her? That's Because true. Frank, I mean, Sandy pretty much figured it out very quickly, but. yeah. I'm sure he mentioned, like, don't say anything. Right. Probably. Maybe. (laughs) So Sandy visits Ryan at work to tell him about Frank, and Ryan is taken aback because he knew that one day his dad would be out, but it really just feels weird. And Ryan decides that at this point in his life, he's not ready to see Frank. And Sandy respects that. Yeah. And so this is the first time I cried, in case you were wondering, audience, <laughs> endless. Yeah. I was like, okay, because Sandy's trying to be respectful. Yeah. He's like, we're not going to push you. You're my family. Whatever you feel comfortable with. So Sandy calls Frank and tells him that he spoke to Ryan. He's not interested in meeting with him. And Frank is just asking, why not? Why not even a half hour for a cup of coffee? And Sandy's like, no, this is how Ryan feels. Drop it. Right. I mean... A little insensitive, but also, like, this guy hasn't been around. He's abused his yeah. parent and, you know, his brother. And so Frank's like, wait, I don't understand. And Sandy's like, just just let it go. He doesn't want to see you. But at this point, he hangs up the phone, and mm-hmm. he's having breakfast with Julie. Yeah, they got chummy real quick. In his hotel room. Real quick. I definitely feel their vibe. Yeah, strongly yeah i get it i understand it i mean more so than i'm trying to think of any other other relationships that she's had on the show yeah i get it they kind of understand each other similar backstories you know where they're possibly changed people there you go that's yeah so he probably led off with that like yeah i did shit but i'm changed now and so she's like oh same Let's be friends. And it clearly blossomed very, very quickly, like extremely quick. And we were talking last week about how Frank and the Bullet met and they met in prison. Right. Yeah. So we didn't we didn't know that last week, but now it makes more sense. And they're like buddies and he'll do whatever he can for him. Yeah. They have that connection. Which is funny since Julie is dating the Bullet. Right. (laughs) So now something going on on the side. So Sandy stops by New Match to see Kirsten, and she's there with Julie and Frank, and everyone is so teary-eyed because it turns out that Frank is dying. Yeah, Julie really was feeling, she was upset. Super emotional. So this changes how Kirsten feels, and she tries to convince Sandy over lunch that Ryan should now know about this. Right. And she wants to tell him. And they both want what's best for Ryan, but Sandy is so protective and so he decides he's going to call the prison to check on Frank's medical records because he doesn't believe him. It's a very Sandy thing to do. I mean, I get it. He doesn't trust him. And this is my son. And you're trying to come back into his life. And now all of a sudden, oh, now you're sick. Come on. I really it would be so predictable of right. him to do that. I know. I really liked the conversation of Kirsten and Sandy. The yin and yang. Yeah. Me too. And how they're going back and forth. And Kirsten's standing her ground. And Sandy's standing his ground. Yeah. Kirsten comes there and says, like, look, 
I don't want to fight. And Sadie's like, I know you. I'm not mad at you. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're just different. And this is how we parent. And this is how we've done it for the last 17, 18 years. And so we're good. And the thing is, like you said, like, why would someone lie about dying? And why would someone lie about that? Obviously, Sandy doesn't trust him. And Sandy has worked in the system for so long that he kind of can read people and know that something's yeah. not right. He has a bad gut feeling about this guy. Right. So Do you think Kirsten it. has like a softer spot for him because of like maybe the whole like addict issue? Maybe she's like, oh, I'm going to try and understand it from that perspective because we, well, as we know, she does have that perspective. Yeah. One of our listeners brought that up in the notes section. Oh, okay, cool. Not so much with that, but does she feel guilty because of Caleb? Oh, maybe that too. Her father died. She didn't really have And we know words. why. And Julie, like, hey, not talking to your child. I lost my child. So, like, they understand it more where Sandy is just super defensive right. and protective. Right. So Kirsten decides she's going to tell Ryan anyway. Yeah. But before Ryan meets with her, he has a talk with Taylor. And while Taylor supports his decision to not meet with his dad, she doesn't agree. She explains how her dad lives in San Diego with a new family and she hasn't spent more than 20 minutes with him since she was a kid. Very sad. And she says this great quote, which resonated with me, even though I don't have kids Mm. and I'm not a parent, but she says it's really easy to ignore your kids. The hard part is trying to have a relationship. Yeah, I did. I teared up a little bit in this part. I I felt badly for Taylor. She's got such shitty parents and she still turned out to be a good human, you know, and so... She's trying to give him that perspective. And I like that she was kind of really reserved. Yeah. This whole episode. We didn't really, I I mean, I had maybe one Taylorism. There was nothing that was specifically like so ridiculously funny that she said. So I appreciate that. She's like, well, now we're we're in a serious topic. She can be serious too, which I appreciate. She can stand up to the plate. Yeah. Right. So this whole conversation with Taylor really resonated with Ryan. And he decides after he speaks with Kirsten that he is up to meeting Frank. Yeah. So he heads to the pier at night. Kirsten and Frank are walking down. It's dark. And she's talking to him. And she's like, there's someone who would like to meet you. And Ryan has tears in his eyes. And Frank is shocked. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit, he's here. And I'm sure Ryan, to see his dad, is like, oh, shit, he's here. Yeah. He's been in prison for six years? Nine years? he's been out for six months. Okay, maybe that's why I'm getting that number confused. But it's been a while because... Right, I mean, it's definitely been three years because as long as we've known Ryan, his dad's been in jail. Yeah, and he's been absent from the family life. for a while. John has had multiple boyfriends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So sad. It is really sad. So the next day, Ryan tells Seth that the conversation went fine, which Seth responds with just fine. How could it just go fine? Mm -hmm. But like the Atwoods are, you know, men of few words. Yeah. So it's very similar in that sense. Yeah. He tells him that his dad's actually coming to dinner, but Seth can't make it because he's building a hoopah with Summer. Oh my gosh. (laughs) By the way, at this point, Seth is on pancake duty because this is part of the back and forth Summer Mm -hmm. dropped off her bun son so Seth could take care of him. And Seth has grown fond of him and she's and he is carrying around pancakes in this little satchel, which was (laughs) funny and cute. Calling him Ryan's nephew. Yeah, it's sweet. I did appreciate this. Okay. So here we're gonna talk about Sethmer. Okay. I'm ready. We'll just we gotta get through it. Yeah, I mean I don't foresee me saying anything that you guys don't already know. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. So Sethmer, they keep going back and forth with these challenges, trying to make the other one break. Seth tells Summer she has to learn how to cook. He expects a home cooked meal every night. <laughs> 
Also that she's convert- converting to Judaism. <laughs> yes, and here's the Torah. Right. Throw it at you. <laughs> she gives Seth a pamphlet of the four C's for a diamond ring. Yep. And they both name drop poets that they're using in their vows. But then we have a really funny scene, which was probably the scene I laughed the hardest at was with Summer and Julie. Yes, I really like this scene. So Summer is in the kitchen. She's cooking brisket. It's not going well. She's burning it. She's burning it. (laughs) She likes meat chewy, though. And Julie absentmindedly is just helping Summer learn Hebrew. Yeah. She doesn't even think twice about it. She has no idea what she's doing, (laughs) but she's happy to help. She fills Julie in, tells her what happened, how there was a pregnancy scare, why they're now engaged. And Julie's like, you need to manipulate the opposite sex. Hello. I'm your person. Why didn't you come to me sooner? I can tell you what to do. And then they're both, you know, trying to pronounce chutzpah. Yeah. Chutzpah. Chutzpah. (laughs) I like that they have that relationship because she's sort of a parental figure for Summer. And so the, the fact that Summer can actually admit what happened with the pregnancy scare and now they're engaged, she needs to get it out. I mean, I know she's been telling Taylor, but right, this is an adult sort of perspective on it. And Julie's so funny because she's like, oh, I get it. You know, you don't want to blow it off. Yeah. Because then she's like, then you're the one who who completely ended the relationship and then they'll resent you. And she knew exactly what was going on. Right. So she gave Summer this idea. So Summer meets with Seth and tells him that she doesn't want a big formal wedding and that they should go to Vegas and get married tonight as soon as possible. And Seth is like, well, let me check the flights. And she's (laughs) like, nope, guess up the car. Let's go. Pack your bags. So they're driving. It's dark. It's awkward. Yeah. And then Seth pulls over. And you can see Summer have like a glimmer of hope. And he's like, you know what? I just can't do this without the permission of your father. Yeah. And we're still doing this, though. This is how far (laughs) we are going. And he says, like, I have watched golf with that man. I love Neil. I have to do this. And she's like, well, he's not going to be home. You're going to have to go to Seattle. And he's like, well, then I have to fly to Seattle to ask permission. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, at the Coens, we have Taylor and Kirsten. They're going over the menu for dinner. This was very Another cute. sweet moment. And Taylor is so anxious because she wants to show Ryan that she can be there for him. And Kirsten reassures her that she will be fine. They hug. You're the best mother-in-law ever. Thanks, Keeks. <laughs> I love it. She cracked me up. Sandy comes home, and he had no idea that Frank was coming to dinner. Yep. And he's pissed. So Kirsten explains to him that Ryan actually asked him and Sandy's like, I don't trust him. And Kirsten was like, listen, your relationship with Ryan is your relationship. Nothing will change that. Yeah. And he knows that. He knows that. He's just he's just protective. He's, got those- he's like, I know this guy is not, you know, he not what Ryan deserves. And if he right. should come back into his exactly. life, he shouldn't be. It shouldn't be like this. Yeah. So Frank is so nervous about dinner, he asked Julie to meet him at the bar. Yeah, this was also cute, I guess. I agree. It was sweet in its weird way. Yeah, because at this point, you still don't know if Frank is sick or not. You don't know if you should trust him. Obviously, Julie does. Very much so. And the fact that he goes and gives, gets advice from her, I'm like, oh, it's kind of sweet in a weird way. And he has no one right now. And he doesn't have anyone. And hey, you just got out of prison. It's fucking smoke show over there. I'd be like, yeah, I'm latching on to her. That's for sure. (laughs) But he's asking her, should I go with my jacket? Should I not? I just want this to go really well. And he decides that he's just going to bring the jacket in case. And Julie reassures him it's going to go great. Call me. Let me know how it goes. 
So yeah. everything seems to be going well at dinner. They're outside. They're telling stories about family vacations. Frank has a picture of Ryan in his wallet. Yeah. Did you sense like the competitive energy there? I did it. Because Sandy says, oh, well, Berkeley Berkeley is a part of Kirsten and I. And so then Frank was like, oh, it's so nice. You guys have those family memories. And then he's like, this is my family memory, which is not a lot because uh, he wasn't really around. But it was, I don't know. At first I was like, oh, maybe Frank feels a little defensive there. Well, that makes sense because when they mention Berkeley, Berkeley's in Northern California. Yeah. And he talks about the road trip to San Francisco, which is in Northern California. Mm-hmm. So it just to tie that in there. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, we went to San Fran and all this. and Yeah. Uh, after they finished dinner, Taylor's really excited about her key lime pie because that's what she decided on to make. <laughs> and so, but if Ryan- you want something else, we can totally do something else. Of course. Ryan and... Sandy, they head in to clean up all the dishes and Ryan can't believe how well it's going and that, wow, perhaps people can really change. It just takes a terminal illness. Yeah. At this point, Sandy gets a phone call about the medical record. And you know, you have to know. It's not he's, It's not going to be good. Right. <laughs> but here comes the good drama. Yeah. I was living for this at 6.30 in the morning on Friday. <laughs> I was like, yes, 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 yes. So Sandy joins the family back outside and he asks Frank, can I speak to you in the other room? Frank's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And so, how, how did he not know Sandy would know about this? And so he follows Sandy into the house and Sandy is just like, why are you doing this? You're lying. You're healthy as a horse. And Frank goes, of course you would check up on me. Mm-hmm. It's like, know who you're dealing with. Right. Yeah, of course I would. I'm protective over my son and you're coming in here acting like you're sick and you're not. And that's like a, ter- it's a terminal illness that you're going to die in like however many weeks or months. Right. And then you don't? Right. Like, <laughs> how he gonna what, think? What was the next step? Yeah, what here? were you going to do after that? So Frank gets really def- defensive, yeah. and he's like, you don't understand. Ryan didn't want to see me, so I had to do this. And Sandy wants no part of this bullshit. He's like, get out of my house. Mm-hmm. Also, you need to tell Ryan. Yeah. Or I'm telling Ryan. So Ryan and Kirsten and Taylor, they come in, and Sandy's like, Frank has something to tell you. And Frank is quiet, and he's hesitating, and then he gets heated, and then punches are fucking thrown. Yeah, like, Sandy puts his, like, hand on his shoulder or something. He's like, don't, like, he, like, brushes him off, and then something, something in Sandy just snapped. Yeah, so Sandy punches him in the face, and then Frank gets shoved, and Ryan has to break it up. Yeah, he has to go in the middle. His two dads. <laughs> Poor kid. So Ryan brings Frank outside to his cab, and he admits... Well, Frank admits that, yes, this was a lie. But you know what? Out of all the bad things I've done, this isn't even in the top ten. Well, I guess it's not saying a lot. That's an awful thing to say. Yeah. And Ryan takes it like a champ. He's listening. He's like, but you know what? This is just too soon for me. Yeah. And he hugs him, and he says, I'll call you. Huge. Yeah, it's a big step. They haven't had any contact in years. Because I feel like I would have been like, you, I can't believe you even did this. I'm supposed to gain your trust. Yeah, and now I can't even look at you or talk to you. But yeah. Ryan is open to the idea of just, I guess, slowly building a relationship. Yeah. So Ryan heads inside. Taylor is there for him. And they're both impressed with the first family dinner together. Lots of smiles. Lots of smiles. And she tells him, go spend time with your family. Which, again, very a mature statement to say, like, I'm good for the night. You go enjoy your your family time. Just so um, sweet. It's a good it's a good balance there. So Ryan heads to the kitchen. Sandy's icing his fist. <laughs> 
Sandy says he'll be okay. He's from the Bronx. He's mm-hmm. used to this. And he apologizes that it didn't work out with your dad. And Ryan goes, my dad is right here. <laughs> and this is where I lost it. Yeah, I had and a little I cried my <laughs> eyes out. And it's just so sweet. And then Ryan makes jokes about how he can teach him how to throw some good punches. Yeah, it was really sweet. Oh, God. The fact that I even got through I'm so dramatic. <laughs> I like to, oh my God. I was telling Aunt in the car about this scene and I started tearing up and then I told Bobby and Sam. And I was like, oh my God. And Bobby's like, wow, that is a good scene. I was like, it really is. All right, so before we wrap up the episode, let's talk about Caitlin and Chris Brown. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Caitlin, she's not taking school seriously. And in one class, the students have to give a verbal on what the book that they're reading means to them and their perspective on it. So we see Will, that's Chris Brown's character. He gets up. He gives his perspective. He does a great Everyone job. Everyone loves it. Yeah. Caitlin goes up and she makes a joke and she's just repeating rough, rough, rough <laughs> because it's in the perspective of a dog. A dog, yeah. And the Lukes are there. They're yeah, everyone laughing. Everyone thinks it's funny, but the teacher's like, come on, Caitlin. Right. So the teacher suggests that you should team up with Will and he can help you with this project. So Caitlin tries to manipulate him into doing the work for her because that's just how it works. Yeah. The Lukes do the work for yeah. her. So why not Will? So he takes the notebook and so he can do the assignment for her. And when she goes to give the report, he just wrote woof, 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 woof. <laughs> he played her. Yeah. Good move, don't, well. Yeah, don't do that to me. I'm not stupid. Yeah. So this leads her to wing her speech. Which she ended up knowing what the book was about. It's not like she's dumb. She, we know she's not dumb. She just doesn't care. She doesn't apply herself. doesn't care to apply herself at all. Yeah. And she does a really good job, and she describes the book as how it's a metaphor for being a teenager, and the more crap you go through, the more you want to be alone. Yeah. Powerful. Caitlin always has these little moments. She understands all of the, like, back words. Yeah. You know. She's a deep Meaningful things, yeah. And then one of Luke's is like, she's deep. I know. (laughs) I know. So, uh, Will is impressed with Caitlin, and as they're exiting the classroom... Mm. They kind of have this awkward conversation about going out sometime. Yeah, and Caitlin's like, wait, I would never go out with you. But also, I'm interested in But also, in you. like, it's kind of flattering. Because no one has ever played her like that before. No. It's good that someone should yeah. do that. So our last scenes. Okay, so we have Frank and Julie talking about how dinner went. And Julie's like, well, if you lie about cancer, you get punched. That's just how it yeah. goes. Which is very funny for her to say that. But he said, like, I would literally have said anything to get Ryan to meet me. He's like, I was just... At my wit's end, I didn't know what to do. He just flat out said he doesn't want to see me. Yeah, that's fucked up. No, of course it is. I mean, and then Julie's like, yeah, (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Because Julie would do shit like that, too. Julie would do something like that. Yeah, she would. So she's walking him to his cab, and he then gives Julie the books. Mm, Yeah, for her whole prostitution ring that she's doing. And she's like, nope, I made a resolution. I'm not doing this anymore. He's like, you can make a lot of money. He's like, yeah, think about it. You could do it, and you're set, because I, I I, got this set up for you. And so she thinks about it. Yeah. And then he thanks her for everything she's done, and then they kiss. Yeah. Passionately. Very passionately. I wish we knew how much time they were actually spending. It seems to be all of his free time is with Julie. Yeah, I would say so. And how many, has it been a week? Maybe. Maybe, if that. If that. Because if. I feel like Julie wouldn't be sitting on this, <clears throat> excuse me, information no. for that long. Let's say she found her. out New Year's Eve, right? 
in the hotel room. New right. Year's Day, I'm sure new match is closed. Right. So maybe it's a couple Maybe days. the second or the third mm-hmm. at this point. Because she wouldn't hold out on this. Right. And then Frank says that he's not sure where he's going, but Bullet can set him up with something. Right. And also to keep in touch. K-I-T. Seth gets back from his drive from Vegas. And right. he finds Sandy, Ryan, and Kirsten all on the couch. They're watching Meerkats. And he says that he's heading to Seattle, which Ryan rolls his eyes and shakes his head <laughs> at this point. And then they fill Seth in, and he can't believe Sandy punched a dying yeah. man. What, I can't believe I missed one dinner. But it's really sweet. The four of them sit on the couch. They're all, like, cuddling. I know. Kirsten has her arm around uh, Seth. Sandy, uh, has, Sandy has his arm around Ryan. So sweet. They all fit on the couch. I know. I'd be like, oh, you guys are so close to me. <laughs> I know, but like this so moment. Sweet. Really sweet. So sweet, and that's how we end the episode. Yeah. Let's take a break, and we'll be back with all your questions and comments. Yay. We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast programming. And we're not sorry. I'm Harmony. And I'm Maggie. And we're Rebel Girls Book Club. We're here to take an intersectional feminist approach to books from all over the spectrum. Bestsellers, we've got you covered. That one book from English class you hated while you read, but you can't forget? We've got that, too. Comic books, nonfiction, it's all right here. So grab your tea, grab your blanket, and cue up your favorite podcast app of choice. Let's get rebellious about your new favorite reads. Welcome back from break. No gong this time. No gong. <laughs> gong. Yeah, because of the setup. The, the setup is like, yeah. So if we reach to our mixer, just... You know, you hear the reverb. (laughs) Anyway, we're back. We're going to go into our trivia from our girl Tish, Letitia underscore Dominique on Instagram. She says this episode title is an allusion to the late 1980s NBC sitcom My Two Dads. Oh. Starring Paul Reiser and Greg Evigan. Did you ever watch it? It sounds very familiar to me. Yeah. Jess actually was wondering if we watched it or if anybody out there. Yeah, I used to watch. She it's, remembers it's loving it. It's very familiar. Like, I probably have seen some episodes, but not consistently. Yeah. When Seth says, we sort of had a dog once, it's reference to the pilot episode where there was a pet dog living in the Cohen's house, which is never seen or mentioned again. I don't even remember that. <laughs> now, the Coopers had a dog, the Golden Retriever. Yeah. That Kirsten and Jimmy talk yes. when they're out and Jimmy's walking the Golden Retriever. Yeah. But I do not remember. I don't remember this at all. No. With three votes, Will is TV.com's oh. MVP. <laughs> Which is not saying much for our, our meme player. No, it's pathetic. Oh. <laughs> Will. <laughs> Tish's comment for this episode. She says, I really liked how the beginning of the episode was meta in the way in which Taylor and Ryan talk about Seth and Summer. Mm. It's weird to think that Caitlin would be in the youngest freshman in alt world in college when she's failing English. Yeah, that's true. She didn't remember that Frank dropped the roost so quickly and forgot Ryan and Frank meet so early. Yeah, I feel like they could have went a long time with this. But again, we have like... Not that much time left, yeah. Yeah, but I know I felt the same way too, Tish. And then she says, Mitch, you were right. He does fake sick. And it's weird seeing Chris Brown, but his and Caitlyn's storyline was kind of meh. Oh, to- totally. I kept forgetting that. Even just his this character happened. alone is like, blah. I know. <laughs> she really hates how Seth and Summer didn't resolve anything in this episode. And like Liz said last week, always forgets that they're only 18. Yeah. Thanks, Tish. Thank you. 
Jess at Mrs. Boquist, she says, Kirsten asked Julie if she thinks Frank has really changed, and Julie says yes, but how would she know? How would she know? She never knew him from Adam, so... <laughs> she met him days ago and doesn't know the old Frank. Totally. So is this like a gut feeling she's getting? Does she see him, herself in him? Maybe. Yeah, I don't see how she would know any of that yet. She says she also totally forgot about Chris Brown was in a few episodes this season. Mm. I sort of feel bad for his character. He gets roped into helping Caitlin with the presentation assignment. Yeah, but he spun it where she was a fool anyway, so. Right. She finds the storyline between Seth and Summer extremely frustrating. (laughs) But at the same time, would expect nothing less from them. Right. That's exactly how I feel, too. There were parts that I laughed at, but also I'm frustrated. But also, like we said in After Dark last week, we don't know what else to give them. You know, nothing. They don't. They don't get anything. This is it. This is it. Which is pathetic. It's sad. Yeah. So when it comes to Julie, are you Team Bullet or are you Team Frank? Oh, I'm not. Oh God. <laughs> is it a cop out? I'm like I'm Team Julie. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like I'm Team Julie. I want Julie to like be thriving and be her single awesome self but i guess like connection wise i guess i had to pick frank same because bullet and her they have nothing in common she doesn't even like him she's not attracted to him she doesn't want to be with him even though she technically is i mean i don't know if they've ever really had that conversation where she's like yeah i am your girlfriend she just keeps letting it go yeah just ma- letting him think think that he she is right so I guess connection-wise, Frank? Same. I'm going to put a poll out. But like right now, you know, down the line, who's to say? I don't know. We'll yeah. see what happens with that. I'll put a poll out and see how the people feel. Yeah. I put a poll out on Instagram of who people ship more, mm. Ryan or Marissa, Ryan Taylor. It was 50-50, right? It's more for Ryan Taylor. Oh, wow. Because last time I checked, it was 50-50. And I was like, oh, here we go. And we had a couple of people comment like, oh, my God, I, I love Ryan and Taylor. I'm so happy to see these results. Oh, yay. Nice. Thank you, Jess. Moving over to Mike uh, Dell underscore Vasto on Instagram. He says, even though Chris Brown might seem controversial now, at the time, he was super excited to see him on the OC. Hmm. This aired the same year his song Forever came out, and that song, song was fire. The song was a good song, yeah. Way before <laughs> the term fire was used to describe it. Yeah, right. He's also sure his first album was the first CD he ever bought. Oh, wow. What was your first album? It's hard to say. Randy and I just had this conversation, really? actually, and I was like, you know, but like with my own money, I don't remember. I don't know. Oh, that's a totally. Yeah. So when I was young, like nine i had a cassette player yeah well that i had and i had tlc mm-hmm. jock jams was like on repeat i rolled the tape so much my mom had to buy me a new one because you know the yeah. tape came out of it and i would record songs from the, the radio, radio. Mm-hmm. at nine o'clock they pay like the mm-hmm. top five yeah songs. top five bli's top five BLI's top five. <laughs> yep. yeah and i had a pink and purple cassette player good those days, I was gonna say they're more simple, but really, that's actually more challenging really now difficult. to do that. I mean, the kids these days would have no idea what to do. No, they'd be like, "This is just asinine and backwards." <laughs> it's so much easier now. Mike continues with, he felt Caitlin had a good idea for her assignment, and he thinks he would have also started his assignment with a couple of woof woofs as well. Mm. 
And But he'd bring a stuffed dog or a puppet and then say something along the lines of, since we don't speak dog, I'll translate. <laughs> and then have the puppet whisper in his ear while he gave me gave my presentation. And he goes, yeah, I was that nerd <laughs> that everyone hated because I went above and beyond. Yeah. Which, Mike, clearly you go above and beyond every you week do. with Scoop of the Week. You really do. And it shows. So we really appreciate it. Yeah. He gets Sandy is wanting to be protective of Ryan given Frank's past, but he should still be open to Frank t- talking to Ryan. I think so, too. And I think that he, it's not that he wasn't. He just was hesitant and knew that maybe he couldn't be trusted. And then he found out he really couldn't be trusted because he lied. Right. He was just hesitant. Yeah. He thinks that Frank should have just told Ryan that he's just out of jail, he's trying to change for the better, yeah. and he would like to be in Ryan's life. Right. Which, I, you know, I understand Sandy was kind of the delivery guy. Yeah, and the way he delivered it, like I said before, maybe it was insensitive and Frank didn't really, like, take that too well. Like, wait, what do you mean? Maybe it's you that's making it right? the issue. Maybe you're saying that Ryan doesn't want to see me when he does. And tone is everything. Yeah. Delivery is everything. And Sandy definitely wasn't warm and fuzzy when delivering that. definitely I mean, why would he be, so? Right. Ryan went through the same thing with Dawn last season when he didn't want to invite her to graduation. Mm -hmm. And when she saw the guy she was dating, when he saw the guy she was dating, he got apprehensive, but then found out that she was generally trying to have a better life. Right. And she did turn it around. So, can change. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Alicia at AAW3115 felt that Seth and Summer marriage back and forth was funny this week. And it reminded her of season three when they were both trying to get into Brown and were trying to outdo the other. Bless your heart. (laughs) In terms of their storyline, last week you guys discussed how their relationship was boring. She doesn't disagree, but what else can they do? I know. Again, I I can't back it up with anything that I want them to do. I really can't. So if you think it's their relationship or is it their storyline? It's their storyline because if their storyline was different, showing a different maybe aspect to the relationship, I'd be like, oh, their relationship isn't so boring. But I think it's just the way that the story progression is like always the same. Yeah. So to me, their relationship on the surface looks boring. Just from my perspective, watching them for the last three years (laughs) of the show like nothing as much as there are drama like even the things with you know him lying about the brown obviously that really bothered me the atomic county stuff yeah but i don't know there's not there was nothing i mean because the drama on this show as we've always said is like completely different than all the, the other shows we podcast about and so i'm expecting there's like this crazy like you know Kiss in the rain moment, even though they did kind of have that with the Spider-Man they thing. Did. But like that was epic. Epic. I'm looking for more moments like that, maybe. Even when he's dancing with her in his bedroom and he's yeah. like, I'm falling for you. She's like, You're yes. so cheesy. Like that was like yeah. that was the beginning too. Right. I know. I know. But it's really tough. I just I miss I miss like those maybe just like a more romantic, not so silly moments. Yeah. Just in my opinion. I mean, even when he was trying to defend her honor against Che, yeah. we were like, yes, Seth. The way Seth was in the beginning of this season, we liked yes. him and how he was there for summer, too. Yes. Anyway, we know. We're, 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 we're with you. Yeah. yeah. 
She likes seeing Ryan come to terms with his father and even overcoming the horrible lie he told, and she sees that it was an act of desperation to see his son. Yeah, that's how I view it, too. Do you think Ryan would have seen Frank if he hadn't said he was dying? Do you think Ryan feels differently about his dad than he did his mom in season one? Uh, I guess he has to feel differently. I think yes. I think, one, he's older. Yeah, now he has more like the life perspective and now he's a little bit closer with his mom. He has been in the Cohen's world for three years and knows what a good family is like. He's had awful connection with his brother. His brother came back into his past and had to go. His best friend, girl he was in love with, died. Yeah, he's had a hard year. And Sandy says that like he's been through a lot. He doesn't need to like add this to it. But also, I'm sure Ryan is curious. He did see his progression of his mother, like we just said before. So who's to say his father can't do the same? And just I, giving him that benefit of the doubt. Right. And I think he's done some healing and the rage yeah. level is lower. Yeah. So, and it's not as fresh. True. Which Atwood do you think is the shittiest and why? <laughs> oh, God. Well, it's hard to judge. I guess I have to say Frank, right? I was going to say try. You're going to say try? Yeah. I feel like they're one and the same, though. Like, the the things they've done in their past, like, Frank has done a lot of shit. He used to beat his wife, possibly his children. He did a lot of B&Es and bad bad shit. And, like, Trey did those things, too. Also tried to rape someone, which I guess that's worse. Is it worse than physical abuse? Yeah. Because it's, I don't know, they're equal in my opinion. I think the hard thing, too, is if on this show, you know, we see Dawn progress. Right. We're alluding to Frank. She just makes shitty decisions. We don't ever see Trey. Trey, Right. They just kind of gave up with that. We didn't see Trey progress. So at this point. Maybe Trey is the worst. It's like. On the show. Frank is the worst. I mean, not Trey. Well, Trey. In my my opinion, Trey. No, I, I can agree with that. They're, it's, they're a very close second, though. So why do you think Sandy had such a hard time with Frank and Kirsten didn't? Hmm. I guess, like I said before, I think Kirsten kind of, like, sympathized with him, understood his perspective a little bit more. Plus, this is, like, the male figure. If it was a woman, if it was Dawn, even though Kirsten never had that, like, reaction towards Dawn no. because Dawn was never, she wasn't around, but she wasn't, like, you know, in jail or, yeah, she wasn't a shitty person. Yeah. Really to the core. So maybe dangerous too. Yeah. Frank's definitely dangerous. Right. So maybe Sandy, just like I said, he just had his guard up. He wanted to protect his son. He wasn't having him, you know, hurt him any further than he's already been hurt. That's how I feel too. So I think Kirsten just like kind of understood it a little bit more. You can see the sparks fly between Julie and Frank in this episode. Yeah, you can. Alicia says that he's still creepy to her. Definitely. (laughs) But do you think Julie told Frank about Marissa and Ryan's relationship? Mm. To her, it's just weird to date your daughter's ex-father regardless. And do you think Julie would have fallen for him if Marissa was still alive? Oh. I think yes. I think yes. She likes that type of person. Yeah. And I don't think she even thinks twice about it being Ryan's father, though. And because to me, it doesn't... I don't like, think about it. I don't it. even think about him being his father. And I also forget that it's the ex-boyfriend's... 
parent. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think about it. I think it. regardless if she's into him, she's going to try to pursue that no matter what. If Marissa was alive, I still don't think it would make a difference. She'd just be like, come on, mom. Why do you have to date like my ex's dad or, we, or my partner's dad, whoever, whatever time it is. But it'd be like a Lily and Rufy situation. Right. Like, come on. Which they've done. On. I know. That's <laughs> what know? I'm saying. Right. So she loves Ryan and Taylor in this episode. And Ryan does seem different. And why do you think the writers chose to do this? Do you think yeah. it was a conscious effort to make Ryan seem happy and smiley with Taylor? Maybe. I mean, it is the f- final episodes of their show, their baby that they've worked so hard on and developed characters. And so I think they probably want to see a happy Ryan at this point. Like they've given him so much crap. Just like Marissa, like, gave her so much crap. Like, they deserve to just, like, the actors deserve to smile for, like, a few episodes, you know? Like, they're probably so used to being so sad and so, like, defensive. And, like, I think think he probably is happy that he's happy. (laughs) And also, I mean, we watch to see characters evolve. And so, and we've had this discussion with a couple of you guys have said that you feel that they didn't have Ryan grieve enough. Right. And then, but if he grieved for maybe too long, would people, it, would it made, yeah, I, I know. Did you, do you not want to watch that? Right. Is it, ha- is it fun to see Ryan in a relationship where he's actually happy and smiling and this person he's with is also evolving? Yeah. I mean, it's fun for me. It's fun. <laughs> so I'm sure it's fun for most and especially if people kind of gravitate, gravitate more towards Ryan and Taylor. Right. I think people just like kind of resonated with them. They liked it a little bit more. I know I there's definitely you people out there that don't like this whole thing with Taylor. And I understand that too, because it does feel like, all right, we're just forcing that. We're replacing. All right, we're, yeah, yeah, replacement. But yeah, I it's just lighter. And it's the smiley Ryan is it's a nice Ryan. It is a nice Ryan. <laughs> Thank you, Alicia. Thank you. Thank you guys for sending your questions and comments this week thank you music in this episode the explorers club we've got hair by tongue m craft and the long winters so for the smile counter i had five i had four okay you looked look at you i did because i purposely made a mental note like list remember it this week and again they're like, is it, do we count like the one scene that he smiles a lot? I just counted every time we f- like flashed to Ryan and he has a smile. Yeah. So I did four. It could be four to five. Yeah. Might, maybe one more. That's good. We're in the same realm. So yeah. that's good. Some fashion in this episode. Uh, Black tea Ryan. It's my thing. I loved some. Really, Liam? There's the gong. <laughs> He's looking like, what did I do? Yeah. Liam. Uh, Summer's green robe and Seth's robe. The plaid robe, yeah. I liked Kirsten. Um, I liked Caitlyn's plaid dress. Mm, so cute. That was like so 2007. I totally wore that in high school. It's the year I graduated high school. So, wow. Yeah, 2007. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I liked Taylor's pigtails in the first scene with Summer. Cute. Kirsten's white blouse with the brown belt. So cute. She looks so good. Julie had these this pair of gold earrings, which yeah. was at breakfast. Love mm. those. Uh, Caitlin's again, Caitlin's like white turtleneck dress. It was like looked like kind of marbly black and white. You're digging Caitlin's high school fashion. I, I am. like it. I'm a yeah. fan of this. 
for this for you. The last <laughs> thing I have is Taylor's floral top. I liked her curly hair. Yeah. In the one scene with Ryan, she had like this black lacy top, but then the gray sweater over it. She looked good in that. She sure did. And that's all I have. Quotes? Why didn't you say something sooner? Denial. So you're Ryan's father? Funny. I was going to say the same thing to you. <laughs> House trip? I ordered a bone dry cappuccino where I'm like, oh, Julie and Serena have the same coffee water. <laughs> Remember oh my that? God, yes. A bone dry cappuccino. It must be like either Stephanie or Josh's order, and they're like, that's the one I want to pick. It has to be. Shalom Cohen. <laughs> I have that too. Uh, you're my family. What's important to me is you. Yin and yang, baby. Uh, you mean you don't want to lose her? His Netflix his Netflix queue must have been jammed. Yeah, which is I so relevant. That. So to today. relevant. It's not about that. I mean, of course, he's going to like me. I've always wanted to plan a wedding. I'm thinking bagpipes. You're such a great mother-in-law. <laughs> Look, if you want to take him down, you'll have to kick it up a notch. It's called chutzpah. Chutzpah. It's hard out there for a pimp. You get caught lying about cancer, you're going to get punched. Mm-hmm. Those are the rules. My dad is right here. Uh, do you have a Taylorism? I do. Taylor. 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 Ah, that Taylor. What is it? <laughs> My first real Ryan situation. Everything has been all French husbands and slutty aliens. <laughs> yeah. Kirsten's like, wait, what? Mine is... You can already see that strong jawline, those piercing blue eyes that just stare right into your soul. <laughs> Jess had, I'm thinking bagpipes. Maybe a replica of the Starship Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Cute. MVP? Yeah, I think I'm going to fuse. I was pleasantly surprised this week with people who sent us their MVPs how they are all different. different. I'll take it. It's yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Three, two, one, Sandy. Sandy. Sandy and Taylor. Okay. But Sandy, I mean, he is perfect in this episode my, for, as a dad. He's you my know? favorite in this episode. Yeah, he was great. And I just love the way that Taylor dealt with the Ryan situation. I loved how, like I said before, she was just like a more relaxed Taylor, understanding her situation, her surroundings, being like, okay, now it's your time for your family. I'm going to just be there for you. And they like made a milestone in their relationship. But Sandy, 100% too. So Great. I thought it was like, to me, Sandy was like the, the clear winner. The clear. Yeah. Jess chose Julie. Oh. We're telling Kirsten the truth about Frank and about being a good resource this summer. Okay. Mike chose Kirsten. Mm, I could see that. And Mike was the one. So remember in the top of the show, I was talking about how... The Frank situation. And how- yeah. So there you are, Mike. I knew I had you in here somewhere. Someone wrote this. <laughs> but he chose Kiki and that maybe she feels guilty about how things went with Cal before he died and doesn't want Ryan to make that yeah, mistake. Yeah, I could see that. It's good options. Definitely. Like all good players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shittiest? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Three, Three, two, one, Seth Frank? Elmer. Oh! Okay, so Jess and I both chose Frank, which I thought was a clear, but yeah, Seth I would have picked Frank, but, you know, the Seth Elmer stuff. You really, they were the shittiest. And just, you you're know. You're bored. It just as a, not because I'm bored, it's just because I'm like, wow, if we we needed to take it that step further where they, now it's like a game we could have just like had the talk. I would have been happy if they're like, yeah, because now we're going into the next episode with this. I don't want to bring this into next week. 
Is that the saying? Hey, I'm going to go see Neil next week. I don't want to do this again. I'm over it. So that's why they're my shittiest. But I understand the Frank. I think also if this was wrapped up in this episode, fine. Yeah. I would have been, it would have been not that I wanted it to, but it would have been better. Would have been better. Like Frank, we could have stretched two We could have stretched that more than the Seth Elmer Seth Elmer, we could have kept to one. Yeah. Agree. Why did we Agreed, agreed, agreed. Maybe we'll look back and be like, oh. Mm, I don't know. Probably not. (laughs) We'll see, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Patron of the week? Yeah, we could do patron of the week. It's patron of the week. It's patron of the week. So we, this week, have a brand new patron to the network. Oh my goodness. Yes. Her name is Ashley. She has, she said she's a long time listener, but a first time pledge. And we wanted to say welcome to the family. She sent us this long email. I will not read it, but it's just so sweet how she had the One Tree Hill journey. Now she's on the OC journey and eventually she'll do the Three Gossip Girls journey. And so, and she's like, I can't wait to listen to River Pod. Like she's all invested. So I said, you're A plus Ash. Oh, I love it. Welcome, Ash. Welcome. We're so glad to have you. Send us your birthday. Yes, please do. (laughs) Okay. Yay. Are you ready? This is my favorite part. Okay. (laughs) Here is your haiku for season four, episode 10, The French Connection. Oh, yes. A blast from the past leaves a questioning Ryan. Season for peaches. Season for peaches. Um, This is a Taylor and Ryan heavy episode because French connection. Henri Michelle is French. She's got that ex-husband. I, you know, we could have just left it alone where we didn't go back to that, but we are going back to that. So we're having a focused episode on him. Um, from what I remember, he's not up to good shit. So that's a very light prediction with that. But I'm assuming that Ryan's just not going to take to him well. They have a history. Ryan is now dating Taylor. It's going to be some jealousy. Shots are going to be fired. Henri Michelle is going to probably want to get Taylor back because they have this like feisty, fiery relationship, very passionate Mm-hmm. sexual relationship mm-hmm. which she seems to have with all of her partners so. she's a sexual being she's a very sexual being and I love her yes. so very much yeah um, Seth Hummer good why do we have to bring this into next episode <laughs> obviously I know we're not going to see Neil again in this episode I don't think that's going to happen um, I don't remember how like, this is not going to progress further than this episode for now like there's not there's they're not gonna get married. It's not gonna happen now. So why do we have to do this? But we're gonna still keep talking about this, which is gonna piss me off because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what they're gonna do. I just know it because Seth said like it's not done. I know it's going into the next episode. Uh, assuming I don't know if Frank will be a hundred percent back next week. I know he's technically not on the island or anything. So. Maybe we'll just talk about the fact that Frank has been here or maybe Julie has been talking to him on the phone or maybe she will meet up with him. I just figure that is probably just a lot of Taylor and Ryan and we won't really see like a lot of other people. It is a heavy episode Yeah, for I could just assume. What about the bullet? Are we going to see the bullet? Oh, we yeah, see the bullet. Chris Brown again? Yeah, I think Chris Brown is probably on another two, maybe. Okay. It's my light prediction okay. from what I remember because... 
I remember thinking that storyline was just not necessary for yeah. the progression of the show. I feel like we could have done something else with Caitlyn. Um, but the bullet, ooh. Maybe the Frank and bullet, they discuss they Maybe, I don't know, does Frank know that the bullet, like, loves Julie? Because <laughs> I don't he, think he would. I think he does. You think he does? Oh, yeah, he does say it's my girlfriend. My girlfriend's I, books. I know clearly to Frank she doesn't have any feelings towards the bullet. So I guess that's why he felt like he could step in there. But, but it's not also, be good for friendship. It's not good for friendship. No. I mean, he's giving you a job. You decide to take it yeah. with ulterior motives to get closer right. to and your son. What are the chances of that, though? What were the, what, what well, are the chances of that? He looked it up. I guess. Like Newport. I knew Ryan was with a family in Newport. And so he's like, huh. bullet, you got anything from me here? Job. Yeah. How convenient. That worked out. Right. Well, the bullet. Bang. Bang. <laughs> and the bullet and Caitlin. Yes. It's I know sweet, I know that's coming. And more so. So relationship. I guess maybe there's this like kind of competition of not yet, but at least down the line of like, no a bullet is right for you, no Frank's right for you, which right. I can predict. Yes. Well, that's all we have for this week for the My Two Dads. The My Two Dads. Thank you to everyone who sent in your questions and comments and voice memos. So fun. Thank you for listening. If you are an Apple podcast user, please consider leaving us a review. And I don't know if me being annoying every week sparked our (laughs) two new reviews, which I'm going to read. This one is from Tin, Tin the 303. Five stars. Five stars. Yes. This podcast has been like a soothing bowl of chicken soup, especially this <laughs> year amid all the craziness. Aww. The ladies and Anthony and other gentlemen bring a fresh perspective and thoughts I for years have expressed to families and friends. The show has brought me back to newborn and made me want to break out the choker and blast Death Cab at high volume. Yes. Thank you so much, IT3 crew, for taking us all back to where it started from. Oh, can I give you a hug? Heart, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, thank where you, are Tommy. You? This oh my goodness. Oh, Thank you so much. That's so sweet. Another review we got. Yay! I'm making less less giggle. <laughs> this review is from Jazzy2822. Thoroughly enjoying this. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Five stars. I started with Tree Hill Talk and moved on to my personal fave, the OC Talk. Can't wait to listen to three gossip girls. Aww. Enjoy the witty banter between these ladies and the kitties meow. Aw, so sweet, Jazzy. And then we have another one. This is ridiculous already. Wow. Seth Cohen forever. Forever. Five stars from Kate Cam in Australia. Wow. Just stumbled upon this podcast after finishing the OC and I'm falling in love with it. So glad I get to relive all the episodes through the podcast and I'm always laughing while listening. I only just started listening up to season one, episode eight after two days. Wow. But I can't wait to listen to all the episodes. I laugh every time you say that Seth was your fave when you were younger. Because as a 17-year-old, I can confirm he's my absolute favorite. Wow. I can't wait to listen to your other podcasts because I love One Tree Hill and Gossip Girl too. Yes. Thanks for making this amazing podcast and making my day a little bit better. I shall see if you read my review soon after I binge listen to all these episodes (laughs) to get up to date. Lots of love from Australia. Hashtag Puka. Hashtag Cowood. Hashtag China has alopecia. 
Hashtag Seth Cohen forever. Oh, that's so sweet. Wow, thank you to everyone. Thank that was you. like unexpected. Is it Chrismica again? It is Chrismica. It's a continuation of Chrismica. It sure is. Thank you so much. And Aww. we just want to wish a very happy birthday to our patron, William. Yes, happy birthday. His birthday is on the 12th, so we hope you have a fantastic day. If you'd like to be a part of the show and send us any questions or comments or thoughts or insights, we love to hear them all. You can reach us on our social media platforms at Let's Talk OC. Everywhere you can send us an email, Let's Talk OC at Gmail. If you'd like to see what our network and Patreon is all about, we have a really fun community over there. It's at ItTakes3Network.com. We have a birthday club. We have behind the scenes. Episodes go up a day earlier, ad-free. All good things are happening over there. And we'll be back next week for episode 10, The French Connection. Wow. After dark. After dark. dark. Let's talk OC. Let's talk OC. After dark. Episode 10. Six more. No. I know. That's like a month and two weeks, right? Yeah. It's kind of like where we are. The show is ending in a month and two weeks. Right. Duh, Michelle. (laughs) I can't believe I just said that. (laughs) This is after dark. We can say whatever we want here. Oh, my goodness. We're recording super early in the, not early in the day, earlier in the day that we normally do and on a different day. So we're kind of like all thrown together I here. Know, we never record Mondays anymore. No, we don't. And the fact that it's almost 6. It's not 15, even, it's be the time that I'm not, I won't even be at your no, house yet. I know. And so I got off straight from work, recorded. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm. I felt good about it, but perhaps I'm a little jumbled. I think also I'm just hungry. Yeah, just too. Oh, you're hungry too. I know. Yeah. I was like, let's get it done before dinner, and then no. we can part ways and eat. Part ways. Yeah. For those of you who who are patrons and know, I am moving literally tomorrow. Yay. Yeah. So um, I was like, Michelle, we got to push. We got to do a different day because I picked September first. You know, like everyone's moving on the first generally. Yeah, of course. So we picked Monday, and I was like, Yeah, we're gonna get it done early. And now we're both like, kind of. I know we're weird. Frazzled yeah, from like, but you, you, I'm sure you're doing work. I was working yeah, all day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but after dark, after dark. Do you remember the peaches? Like, do you? Oh my god, that, I didn't even like that whole. Does she? Is it have to do with Taylor and like the peach tart kind of thing? Season for peaches is the book, the erotic novel. Oh my god! And it's about Taylor. Yeah, and it's like her supple peaches. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! It totally just brought me completely back to that because, and that's so funny because she does talk about her about peaches though beforehand. Peaches, peaches, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. oh my god, yeah. I didn't even predict that in the episode, but that is coming. I know. So he wrote it. She's trying to. He's in the U.S. for a book tour. Book tour. Well, his book actually, his book is in the bookshop, and Mm. everybody's obsessed with it. People right, and then it. she reads it, and she's like, "Oh shit, this is about this me." This is about me, <sighs> and he comes to be. I forgot he does come. He makes an appearance on a TV show. Oh, and but I don't know if it, I guess it does take place here, or he she makes him come here. I'm not sure of the details with that, but 
Makes sense. The book is coming and it's oh very funny. Oh my God. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for a good chuckle. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know? <laughs> yes. But also it makes him feel, it makes Ryan feel inadequate with some things. Mm. He's not as cultured. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So some after dark we have Mike. It makes sense that Trey is on the island, but I really wish Dawn came back. Yeah. And have a scene with Ryan getting off the phone with her and saying Frank is out of jail in Newport. It would have just right. been nice I mean, to see a scene with them. It's good to get the confirmation because I didn't assume that she would come back. Right. But in the previously on, they do show her. Like right. referencing, oh, this your dad is on a nice Like tie in the family aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. I know. Tish says, I know next week is the decline of Ryan and Taylor, but I actually forgot what happens. Oh. I really can't remember how long they draw this out for Seth and Summer storyline either. <sighs> no. No one can remember. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a voice memo this week. I'm so amped for this. From at B-Side Poetry, Christina. But I'm listening to you guys talk about how um, in the Christmas, huh? all like the comments about Luke's dad and why the Luke's would be talking about, you know, making gay jokes when their dad is gay. But remember, nobody found out that Luke's dad was gay until after the Tijuana incident. Um, you know, and if Ryan was never there with Luke late after wherever they were, I can't remember this that far behind right now, um, you know, in the dealership to catch his dad kissing that other man, you know, nobody knew. So in all world, I assume that, you know, nobody ever found out that his dad was gay and he was still living a lie. So not that it excuses any of the gay jokes that are really rampant in that in uh, season four. But that's just my take on why, you know, it was less tolerant in the Christmas. Huh? Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I and we talked about we that too. talk about that. How? Yeah, I guess Ryan, his him not being there would not really allow people to have seen that secret come out. So yeah, makes sense. Totally. At Lexi Silverberg blogs. Oh, she sent us her top five and bottom five, which I am going to read. Oh, nice. She was, she just got to the episode where we're discussing that. So I, I'm going to just start sprinkling them in. Yeah. After dark. Good. It's what I've decided. But she says, we need to discuss how all the characters were actually 15 when Ryan arrived. Oh my goodness. He turned, 18 senior year and his birthday is in March, which means he was 15 to be a sophomore when he arrived in Newport. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Continuity. It's like a little fudged there. Yeah. So here is Lexi's top five, bottom five, bottom honorable mentions, and then the love to hate section. Oh, nice. Which I love this. a list and a section. Mm-hmm. Top five. Ryan. I'm still salty that he didn't pull over. Oh, like, well, okay. Marissa. Ryan and Marissa Endgame. Seth, Summer, and Sandy. She put some notes next to some. So that's okay, why I okay, that. okay. Top honorable mentions: Kirsten, Taylor, Julie, Anna, Luke. Wow, I have to. I'm like really loving her list. Yeah, I kind of agree with all of them. Mm-hmm. Bottom five: Johnny, <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay, and Sadie can date and leave. Ah, Ryan ah. to Marissa, <laughs> Rebecca, Volchuk, Sadie can't stand her. Bye. Wow. Bottom five. Honorable mentions. Uh, bottom honorable mentions. Caitlin, Rachel, Teresa, Caleb, Trey. How could I forget about him? Sorry, Che. Because like, she was Janet Che. Uh, and then she loves to hate Oliver. Yeah. Same. We love to hate Oliver. 
I like the format of this list, and I think we should, we should do, adapt like, that. The top five, top honorable mentions, bottom five, which mine, just going off of this, is looking very similar. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Lexi. Yeah, thank you. So glad you're listening and you're with us, and you sent us your top five. So I know some of you have sent your top five and bottom five, so I will start sprinkling them in. I'm going to go through, and we'll get a couple in during after Yeah. Dark. Fun. <laughs> I was so deadpan. I'm like, Liz just left the building. Mentally, she's like, yeah, cool. Done. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I mean, you should do that because then it's accumulation of like a lot at one time, you know? Right. All right, Lissy. That's all else you got for After Dark this week? Wow. I see episode 10 already. It's do, we, do we mean the decline of Ryan and Taylor like the decline? That's it? Like they don't get, they like break up? No, it's just there's some hardships. Okay, yeah. I could assume that. I would be kind of pissed if like all of a sudden now like in this random episode they break up. But you I know. know like there's no confirmation that they, was there confirmation that they ever broke up before the finale? Do they actually break up? I don't know. <laughs> right? It's hard to say. Wow. I yeah. don't know. I'm not actually going to look it up either. Okay, no, don't do it because it will be more fun it's this It's more way. fun. And every episode I've watched, I'm like, wow, I just forgot this happened so yeah. quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm just surprised. Again, Frank and Ryan, like I knew that I knew that Sandy scene. Remember, I was like, yeah. I this. Sandy and Ryan have a cute moment. I hope I'm not making this up. I know oh. Frank lied about cancer. Yeah, no, you did. You knew it in your heart. You're just like, I'm not really sure, but I think I watched it. <laughs> I think I'm not making it up. In my heart of hearts, you were, it's there. You were right. Yeah. Because it, it would make sense that he would fake something like that. And also, like, I didn't remember any hospital things and him dying as we go forward. Right, right, yeah. And him and Julie have a kid, so... Right. So the fact that he, he would still be alive. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> I wonder if the writers knew that Seth and Summer were always endgame. From, like, season one? Yeah. Probably. Probably, right? I bet that they, uh, Rachel and Adam, though, they broke up before four, right? Or they broke up after the show? No, they broke up, I think, either before four or during four. Okay. So I wonder if that, I guess, it obviously didn't change their minds about how the progression was going to go. I'm always so enamored how people can work together after being broken up like that and still be a couple and still be a couple pretending to be a couple and pretend like to kiss each other it must be so difficult unless that's like you're doing a job right like any job you're like okay just do it it's not even like i think about it i just do it and so maybe that's how they kind of had to go into it each episode i'm playing a character this you're playing a character i have to pretend to like you or love you even though at one point i did right so it's like Oh, you don't know like, exactly what happened there, even though we had some tea spilled from that one podcast. But, right. you know, it's you don't really know what happened. I know. So it's always interesting to me. It so happens a lot on shows. It co-stars they date all the time and break up. Yeah. So yeah, it might be a little awkward. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. Yeah. If you made it this far, because I love getting the emojis. Yeah, they're fun. Send us... What would you like? Hmm. Can you do the two dads? Yes. Send <laughs> send a Sandy emoji 
and oh no, no the there's two the dads. actual two dads. You're right. There's I, the two dads. I was literally thinking like a dark yes, a dark haired man and a like, like lighter haired man. <laughs> no, but there's an actual two dads there emoji. Is a two dads. So send that. They have yeah. It. Send the two dads emoji. It's fun. My awesome. two dads. <laughs> the my two dads. <laughs> it just cracks me up. We'll be back next week. Bye.